Welcome to It's a Mindset, the podcast where we embark on a transformative journey to enhance your worth, wealth, and well-being. I'm Emma Lagalo, a wealth and mindset coach, and I'm here to guide you. In each episode, we explore the power of your mindset, featuring inspiring guest interviews, tips, and insights. Are you ready to dive in and discover that anything is possible when you put your mind to it? Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of It's a Mindset. I'm your host, Emma Lagalo, and in this special guest episode, we're diving deep into the enriching world of self-compassion, womanhood, and motherhood with the incredible Elena Turley. Do you intentionally nurture self-compassion, allowing grace to flow within you through the various facets of your journey as a woman? In a world where constant demands often leave us juggling the roles of womanhood, motherhood, and personal growth, fostering self-compassion becomes not just a skill, but a nurturing balm for the soul. In this episode, we're joined by Elena Turley, the inspiring founder of the Soul Mama Hub, a blog, a podcast called Unboxable, and a movement designed to empower women navigating the intricate dance of motherhood and personal development. Elena's expertise shared through small group programs and private mentoring is tailored for women aspiring to be change makers, nurturing mums and the best humans possible. As someone who is also deeply invested in exploring the harmonious coexistence of being a woman and a mother, whilst also cultivating a personal sense of purpose, I find that having compassion for oneself is a challenge. And I see that many others face this challenge also. Elena's journey and wisdom resonated profoundly with me as she shed light on navigating this intricate path. Throughout our conversation, we'll delve into the profound importance of mastering self-compassion, a vital skill for women and mothers, navigating the intricate balance of caregiving, personal growth and life. We'll explore the inherent power women hold to bring positive change into the world emphasizing the need to prioritize and activate the feminine in our lives and be sound role models for our children and others to move towards love. Stay tuned as we discover practical approaches like connection, gratitude, breathwork and nutrition for cultivating calmness within, offering respite and resilience amidst the beautiful chaos of life. Plus, we'll uncover the transformative potential of simple intuition tapping rituals to align you with your inner wisdom. And if you loved this episode, make sure to share your own takeaways and you can tag us on your Instagram stories at Emma Lagalo and at Elena Tully so we can bring awareness to more people about the importance of mindset and self-compassion. Now, Without further ado, let's jump into episode 11, Cultivating Self-Compassion in Womanhood and Motherhood with Elena Turley. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Hi, Elena. Thank you so much for joining me on the It's a Mindset podcast. It's, yeah, great to have you here. It's a pleasure. It's great to be here. Yeah, I think uh, we've known each other for a few years now. I know yeah. it was yeah at the start of I think my entre- entrepreneurial journey, mm-hmm. but I think you maybe had been on the journey for a little bit longer than than I had um, when we met a few years ago through I think it was through Tribe. 
Mm, uh, which was a right. yeah a membership program, and mm. uh, you have since yeah started a membership, so mm. that's that's wonderful. But uh, I'd love to get the ball rolling for you just to tell us a little bit about your background, uh, your life journey, and any pivotal moments that shaped who you are today. So just a small just a small question. <laughs> I know to start with. I know. <laughs> wow, that's 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 interesting. Okay. So I'm not going to remember all of that all at once, but I'll start with just kind of who I am right now. So um, my name's Elena, uh, Elena Turley. I am a, most importantly, mother of three children and, and one dog and wife of one husband. And we live uh, on the Northern beaches of Sydney. And I guess the ongoing thing that I am is just kind of curious about how women remember or sometimes just find in the first place their power the power they have inside them the power they have in their bodies the power they have in their choices to just do good just to to make change for good so that could be that you want to make change in your own personal life it could be that you want to start a business it could be that you already in business but you want to make it more ethical or more purpose-led or it could just be that you're feeling disconnected from who you are and who you want to be in your life and you need a bit of help with that. So I'm always training and looking for different ways to help people with that. So that's kind of who I am at the moment. What's led up to that is lots of different qualifications. I'm what's called a multi-potentiate or a squiggly is another word for it or a multi-passionate woman and so I've got a ridiculous list of qualifications that don't seem to make any sense to anyone except me so that includes things like a background in food and wine public relations or a background in independent filmmaking and building I have a building qualification and more recently in the last 10 years education and I also have studied psychology and self-development personal development throughout my life so whole wide mix of things what's led up to that i suppose is is that you know life has not always been ideal even though sometimes it looked pretty good on the outside i have had quite a few challenges including mental health challenges no diagnoses ever which is pretty amazing really but um definitely had challenges with just keeping my equilibrium and well-being my childhood was a bit up and down even though i had incredibly privileged upbringing you know a white person in the eastern suburbs with um, parents and step parents and blended families and all sorts of things but emotionally my my emotional needs were not always met despite the best efforts of my loving parents and so my experience growing up was difficult and had lots of different things that led into me just becoming less than ideal in my life and so that led to more and more adversities kind of snowballed and culminated in some really massive challenges and so that's a lot of what informs me today. And in the last few years, um, things that have happened, including starting a business, I've been blogging for a really long time, um, but I, I um, started a business and I also got my black belt in martial arts. And yeah, so things are always evolving. I'm just part of that evolution and I'm always inviting people to come into that with me. Yeah, I do love how you are so open and vulnerable when you have talked about all the experiences that you've had um, in your life. And, and what I'm picking up there is, you know, I think we've all 
you know, I was raised in a similar way, I think, you know, quite yeah. privileged as well, but it's, it's yeah. never perfect, is it? And our parents were, or our primary caregivers are always doing the best they can with what they have at the time. And sure. sometimes, uh, yeah, it might not uniquely be enough um, for us and then cause maybe, you know, traumas that will then go on to come out in, in later life. Uh, yeah. yeah. And often intergenerational, it's often, you know, an intergenerational burden. You don't have to go very far back in our family to find some pretty serious adversity with a lot of people, I guess, of our generation. You know, we're second generation out from World War II, massive genocides, massive displacements. You know, there's a lot of world history that goes into, oh yeah, I forgot that, I've got a history degree. So I might talk about history a bit, but but history, I think, does teach us something about the way that we have evolved as humans. And some of that, particularly with the post-World War II, so the, the boomers, that generation, it was very much about toughing it out and getting on with it, you know, just keep on trucking kind of attitude. And what that meant is that a lot of the time, those emotional skills, those what we call sometimes soft skills, I don't believe they are, I believe they're very brave and tough, but those skills around emotional health were just not prioritised, you know, quite understandably. Um, and also culture, you know, culture was not prioritised because everyone just had to get along after World War Two. So now I feel like we have this opportunity to understand each other better and understand ourselves better and and start to actually go out and make the world into a more inclusive and a more empathic and compassionate place and i think there's a lot of power in that i think it's our, our true nature actually yeah I, I think that's true that we're sort of coming back to an opportunity to be able to uh have that space to be able to explore uh those softer parts of our personality potentially mm. and and not be so hard and rigid um, just because we're trying to survive, um, whether it's trying to push down, you know, really deep traumas that it sounds like, you know, you're in, were in your family. Definitely in my family, yeah. Yeah, and then that gets passed on through us because yeah. Yeah, the way they are is a model for the way, you know, we are going to be or your parents were going to be and so on and so forth and it, it takes some bravery to to start to you know unpack that and or yeah. unbox it like your podcast is yeah. called <laughs> unboxable yeah, yeah that's true i agree with you and and i just think also there's a bit of a shift at the moment um in our co global western culture towards prioritizing feminine you know the barbie movie the, the all of the various ways that we are now looking at the lives of women and empowering women um this country has a absolutely abominable domestic violence situation, one of the worst in the world, by the way, um, highest cause of death for women, girls and women from the age of 15 to 44 is domestic violence, intimate partner violence in this country. And even worse, it's like 45 times that if you're a regional Aboriginal woman. So like just really shocking statistics. So some of the work that I do with an organization called the Key Up Foundation, Key Up Project is that it's a not-for-profit and we go and empower young girls and women because finding our power, which is a lot of our work, first of all, finding compassion for ourselves in how we've survived so far in this system um, that doesn't necessarily prioritise the needs of women or the power of women, and then how do we find our personal power? And, it, and it's not an aggressive, angry kind of power. This is a peaceful kind of power. This is someone, if you can imagine, a woman standing in their power and speaking softly but in a powerful way like there's a great story i, I had a um 
if I can digress for a moment into a martial arts story, but um, leading up to my black belt, I was kind of losing at sparring bouts and I, I was getting hurt and it was really upsetting me. And so I rang some of the really senior women in our association, the people who've done multiple black belt gradings. And, and I was like, help me. I don't know what to do. You know, like I'm trying to do this thing and sparring's really hard and I didn't grow up fighting. You know, I don't want to fight people. I'm, I'm a peaceful person. And this one woman said to me, fantastic lady, Justine said to me, there's nothing more terrifying than the calm eyes of a woman sparring. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Like if I can just technically get better, but actually be calm. And that's quite a feat when you've experienced, you know, violence or, or trauma to, to face a fight with a man and be calm. So that was, that was where the work was, right? But to realize that the power of that, you know, and there's a, there's a few times in my life I've noticed that I've met some really powerful women like the head of great media empire families and things like that. And when you meet those women, they're often very softly spoken. And I find that fascinating. Like this person who really is the epitome of power, they're not, it's not power over, it's power within, you know, mm. and that's a really important distinction, I think, that often gets lost. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, but it's it's how do we cultivate that? calmness within that I think is you right. know, everyone's like what where do we get that magic ingredient That's to have work. that so how did how did you do so did you find that well calm yeah I think I have a bit from time to belt? time not always but yeah for sure um I did def definitely took that into my black belt grading but in life as well like the the work is I guess about finding what that is for you it's so personal like this is such a bespoke thing this mm. is something that is different for every single person, every single woman, based on your experience, based on your challenges, based on what resistance you are feeling. Usually resistance points to where the work is most needed. Mm. And resistance is what one beautiful friend of mine calls the growing edge. You know, like if you think about gardening, I want to take a gardening example. If you've ever noticed that the edges of a lawn will always grow a bit higher than the rest of the lawn, and the edges of a garden are often the most fertile places. And I think it's the same with us psychologically. I think that the edges of our understanding and the edges of our conceptual and spiritual growth are always actually where the most opportunity lies. Mm. So when we feel resistance to something, that's usually pointing you to your edge, the, the part where you need to grow. And I know that certainly with that story, to use that story again with the sparring, I just didn't want to spar. I was like, well, I'm just not going to be good at sparring. I'm not going to do it very much. It's just something that I'll have to accept. But instead of doing that, I kind of thought, well, I was basically pushed by really great support and mentorship, which is key in my community. And they were like, you could be great. You've got all the building blocks. You just need to work this one thing out. And now I'm okay at it. You know, I'm, I'm maybe never going to be the best at it in my whole community, but, but I feel good when I do it. And during my black belt grading, I did a really good strike and, you know, a couple of bouts was definitely dominating. And so that's a really cool thing to realize that you can grow and change. And I think that's the same for everyone. It's about finding what works for you and seeking the right support and the right mentorship. I suspect you believe that too, because of what you do. Yeah, without a doubt. And I know it is, it is unique and, uh, yeah, a black belt is definitely not where I'm going to find. <laughs> I don't right. Think. But I have so much admiration for you. And, you know, I know a few women that, are, you know, do that type of 
activity yeah. <laughs> and yeah incredible I know it takes in so much discipline so yeah I think that is yeah truly amazing oh, and if that's if, think... you, if you found your thing then that's so good but I think it is finding One what off. it is yeah 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 it look it's and it's a suite of things really isn't it so so that's not the only thing that I do if that was all I had to do I think things would be very easy but I actually have really good circles of women around me I have a business circle I have a personal circle and I seek help whenever I need it from different practitioners and different modalities and I, and I just do the best I can to course correct all the time so so something feels you know I'm feeling a resistance I'm feeling difficulty in one area I just keep trying things until I find what works and I think that's something that is really important to not expect to necessarily be able to find the key to your resistance or your issue immediately you know this is incremental over time it's not like bam it's fixed it never comes back again that's not the way personal development works mm, mm. oh I think it's yeah until we take our last breath really <laughs> it'll continue Absolutely. Yeah. yeah but speaking of uh sort of adventurous and you know unusual different things that you're doing <laughs> What is another something that is on your bucket list that you would like to do? Oh, my gosh. Actually, currently on my bucket list, and this is a bit nerdy, but I have this amazing friend who runs world-class trauma training in Thailand. So that would be probably the next thing I would love to do, to, be, to go and she wants me to help her. And so I would love to do that. I would love to go and assist her in running that and learn myself the way that she works. We met in Bath. She's a really beautiful yoga teacher author trauma specialist her name's gemini adams it's about like gemini she's incredible so we met and as often was the case whenever i do a workshop i end up being friends with usually the person running the workshop and that's what happened with us and um i saw her a little while ago in sydney she's just so inspiring and we just talk you know there's you know when you get together with someone and you just can't stop talking you're both like you just got so much to say we had about two hours and we just talked the whole time non-stop and um so that's probably my next bucket list item would be to go to Thailand and do this incredible workshop or maybe just travel a bit more with my kids. I love traveling with my kids. Yeah, I so saw you uh, recently. Were you in this summer? You went to Europe with your daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. May. It was spring. I yep. went to Paris and, and France and a little bit of Italy and Switzerland. And it was just me and my 10-year-old daughter. Yeah, it was really exciting. Yeah, that's beautiful. I was yeah, in Italy too this year or yeah, last year now. Yeah, your trip looked Gosh. amazing, Emma. And yeah, it was. It was so incredible and so travel. And it's interesting since starting this podcast, um, most people on their bucket list, they say yeah. travel. Yeah. Uh, so I do like when there is something a, a bit different uh, than then travel and I, I'm sure you're going to end up doing that trauma Hope workshop so. and yeah, yeah, you'll be able to help a lot more people when you come home from there without a doubt. Yeah. We're going to move into now talking a little bit more about habits uh, that might help to give you a strong and resilient mindset. So do you mm. have rituals or practices? I know, I mean, you're probably the black belt training and what you mm. do there really supports you, but is there other things that enhance your overall well-being and personal growth. Absolutely. I think a lot of them are actually, considering we're talking about mindset, I'll focus on that a little bit. A lot of them are really to do with practices, responsive practices internally. So they translate and extrapolate out into the external world really powerfully. So some of those might be things like when I was really at my worst and my darkest times, I really struggled to sleep. And so what I would do is is literally do the simplest possible thing, which would be to just go straight to gratitude 
before bed. And what that would mean is that I would just get a break from the feelings of shame and all of the emotions I was processing as I came out of this really difficult period of life. And it would just be if you're in gratitude, you're not in shame. And if you're in gratitude, you're not in rage. And if you're in gratitude, you're not in resentment. And it would just give breathing space. I also used to actually schedule a reminder to breathe because breath is one of those incredibly powerful things that even though we do it automatically, any kind of conscious breath, and it can be really simple, like box breath, four in, four hold, four out, four hold, or it can be long exhale, short. So so when you do a, a four-second inhale and an eight-second exhale, that takes a bit of practice, that actually connects to the brainstem and the optical nerve and calms the parasympathetic nervous system instantly. Um, something I've become aware of recently is an app that's free called Reverie, that's R-E-V-E-R-I, that's a self-hypnosis app that's run by some incredible neuroscientists. So I'm always looking for, um, I, I also have this other meditation app, I'd be happy to share. Anyone who's in it can share a one-year free option. So I'd, I'd be happy to share that with any listeners as well, just get in touch with me. But there's a lot of tools like that that I use all the time. And the other would just be straight up nutrition. So so really focusing a lot on your hydration and nutrition. Um, that means things like fermented foods, whole foods. I'm starting to experiment with a more vegan diet, which is really interesting. Um, just being really open to watching the signs in the body and connecting in the body and being very, very uh, conscious of what your body is telling you what your systems are telling you, you know, we're not just one system, our gut biome, our brain, our nervous system, our emotions, they're all one thing. So just holistic approaches like that seem to really work for me. Yeah, that's, uh, I really love that. And I've, I've been coming to the realization of how complicated we've actually made our lives with yeah. trying to make it convenient, yet yeah. it's actually detrimental, you know, and it's really hard now to break those patterns. I mean, it's harder to eat vegan, eat, you know, ferment foods to do all of those things. Uh, yeah. It takes more time. And so can sometimes do, yeah. the simple things can be hard to do, but yes. they're definitely worth it. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of myth making around that too. I mean, I, I take your point. Of course it does. It takes more effort and energy to change it, but I also think it doesn't have to be difficult. So there's a lot of vegan products on the market now, for instance, there's a lot of whole food products on the market now as well. Even just being aware of where your food comes from is something that you can do by shopping just at markets or co-ops or um, just in the supermarket, sticking to the outside aisles trying to avoid the inside aisles, things like that. And I think as with any kind of habit change or any kind of shift in the way you think or do things, it's a lot about deciding. So you decide, okay, I'm going to prioritize my health. I'm going to think differently about this. And then you become willing to do whatever it takes. And it doesn't always cost more time or money. So I think one really simple one, if you just don't have time, don't have money, is to prioritize organic canned food. It's a really simple one. If you look on the top shelves and the bottom shelves, you'll often see organic produce in cans. And it's often cheaper, actually, in my experience, or at least equal. So um, I, I saw today an organic oil in the supermarket cheaper than the non-organic. Like, So if you just change your thinking, sometimes it's just a decision and becoming willing, that can actually be a first step. So 
baby steps. You don't change everything all at once. You take a baby step. So it might be you start making one thing from scratch, you know. Um, I make fermented foods because I actually feel I recently went camping and like had this proper emotional breakdown while I was camping. And I was like, what's going on? And then I realized I hadn't been eating my fermented foods for a week. And I thought, I wonder if that could have just been something else. But it, it did make me wonder because I've had this kind of extended period of good moods. And, you know, I'm like hormonally challenged, you know, menopausal. Like there's lots of reasons for me not to have good moods. So when I have an extended period of good moods, I really wonder why that is. And what I realized is I've been making sourdough and sauerkraut for a while and having them daily. Yeah, well, they do say that the, so, the gut is the second brain, don't they? And yeah. so there, there probably is something in that if that's one of the big things that changed yeah. apart from maybe not having all your creature comforts around you when you, you were camping. Yeah, but I, I know, know you love being in nature, so I'm sure that, yeah, you, you do love a camping trip. I do. Mm. All right, so it's great to have all these habits uh, and, you know, things that help us. But what happens when you're going through a challenging time? Like how do you maintain a, and I, I have here a positive mindset, but I, I'm, mm. as I'm being doing these interviews, I'm learning that it's not always about having a positive mindset. It's also being right. able to acknowledge when you're not feeling as positive and, and yeah. allow yourself to feel that way. So how do you yeah. manage manage that? So feeling all your feelings is something I talk about quite a lot with the women I work with. And the reason that we need to do that is that, and this is often not so well acknowledged in Western medicine, it's starting to be, but it's definitely acknowledged in Ayurvedic medicine and Chinese medicine. If you look at more ancient and you think, you know, Western medicine is probably about maybe a thousand, probably less, a few hundred years old, really. Chinese medicine is about 5,000 years old, Ayurvedic medicine six plus thousand years old so we need to take some cues here from the people who've been thinking about this a bit longer than we have and we know from researching now you know all of the world's medicines that we we can have energy that gets stuck in the body and that's a lot about how we process certain experiences and one of the most amazing trauma experts in the world Gabor Mate he says the trauma is not the thing that happened it's how you feel after the thing that happened it's what happens afterwards the wound is the trauma not the thing itself so often i think we get stuck certain feelings certain experiences that we can't process for good reason often get stuck in the body and then they become these kind of unconscious levers inside of us and we don't realize that these you know you might call them core beliefs from a mindset perspective but they're often energy trapped in the body, whatever you want to call them, it's the same thing. It's things inside of us that are unconsciously driving our choices, behaviors, thoughts, beliefs, feelings. And so when we have those stuck things and we don't know about them, we can have certain moments where we just get overtaken by uncomfortable feelings. The more we can get used to sitting in those uncomfortable feelings or finding ways of expressing those uncomfortable feelings. It could be talking with a girlfriend. It could be going and punching on a punching bag. It could be yelling and screaming into a pillow. It could be hugging a tree. It could be going for a walk in nature, putting your feet on the ground on a lawn. It could be watching the surf, sitting on a beach with your feet in the sand, anything that grounds you. And this is again, really personal but anything that gives you the time and space. So the biggest thing around all of that for me is that if something is going on for me, it's slow down rather than speed up, try to solve it. 
slow down, feel into it. Like don't necessarily need an explanation. It's not about mentally feeling it. It's not about explaining it. It's about actually feeling it. So even if you can only allow yourself to feel it for one minute at first, you know, it's a bit like a muscle. You've got to exercise it and build up the strength. Um, just give yourself a chance to at least have a little bit of the feeling. Mm. Yeah. And I know you do so much work with mothers um, as well. And I feel that they're being a mother myself of four teenagers. I know that there can be times where you just do feel so, I mean, whether it's resentful or angry or frustrated or tired or whatever it might be. And I think we've been programmed to suppress, you know, those feelings Mm -hmm. that how could we feel like that uh, yet? it's not really doing us any favors because that's, you know, we, we use the energy then to suppress it, but it's likely then to come out as a massive explosion at some point. And then everyone is going, what has just happened, you know? And so I think Mm. it is better to, as you said, if you start to feel that way, take yourself away from the situation, go for a walk, um, have a cup of tea, Mm. take, do some box breaths, whatever it might be. Yeah. And that's not always possible, you know, so sometimes I have a meltdown and I can't go anywhere and I can't slow down, right? So so that's when it's really about the self-compassion and just owning it, you know, saying to whoever's there, even if it's a baby that can't understand you, I'm having a rough day, I'm feeling really sad right now and I don't know why. Mm. Like even just vocalising it and owning it in a really compassionate way is actually an energy shift, very powerful one. Yeah. So whatever you can do to build that, self-compassion skill that will help mm, and then i was listening to a podcast and it's two hours that you it's when when you do do blow up and then you have to come back and sort Rupture of and repair that's it <laughs> yeah that's based on a study a yeah. really interesting study that was yeah. done quite quite long time ago many years ago i think mm. i listened to the same podcast no i was you you were saying it you were was talking I? about oh. it <laughs> <laughs> so this is I where heard I heard about it, it myself on a podcast. Yeah, well, I did. I, I I loved that because yeah, every now and again we are going to speak unkindly or you know show more anger mm. towards someone than, and so then it's yeah, it's about owning that. And and I love even that you said like it's not as a parent sometimes we think we can't show any weakness and you know we can't mm. be wrong, but that's part of it as well. Is, oh, that's is, a strength. Like vulnerability mm. is a strength. If we don't show our kids how to rupture and repair, then they don't know how to, mm. you know, and they need that skill too. They need that skill to be able to navigate when they feel like they've made a mistake or failed. I mean, the beautiful way to look at it is really there is only success and learning, you know, like really failure is just a lesson. Mm. And we know that and it, and it can hurt and it can sting and it can be painful, but we learn. See, In fact, it's the only way to learn really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think then it speaks also to then having that self-compassion that we can rupture every now and again, but oh, yeah. then we can also repair and yeah, and then even deepen the relationships with, you know, those right. significant others at the it same does. time. So Absolutely, it does, yeah. Yes. All right. Now, could you share an experience where stepping out of your comfort zone shifted your mindset? Well, stepping out of my comfort zone probably marriage (laughs) so I had been single or in reasonably unhealthy relationships most of my life when I met my husband so I came off the back of a five-year period of single motherhood and even though I was yearning for connection and relationship 
I was carrying some complex trauma. I was carrying some wounds from abusive relationships and and from a lot of my own personal wounds and massive self-worth and self-esteem issues. And then I'd done a lot of work, you know, and so for five years I was single and heartbroken following splitting up with the, the father of my first child, you know, and and it was really hard and it was really lonely and it was really challenging and fun. There was lots of fun times as well, but there was an intense time, right? I was kind of recovering. And then I met my husband and it was quite confronting, believe it or not, to then be in a position where I was able to share parenting of my son. I was able to share my home, my life, my innermost thoughts, you know, um, to build up the trust and the connection and the, and I guess heal the wound of the relationship wound, you know, that I'd had. And, and so that has been actually, and I, I think I'm still navigating that all the time. Like he's an incredibly patient person and he watches me regularly just kind of fall apart and put myself back together again, because it doesn't really come naturally for me to be in a healthy relationship, to be honest. So it's it's a really amazing thing to be able to do that in a safe space, I guess. That's beautiful. I'm so glad that you found someone that can help you to take that, go on that journey and that can hold space for you. And <laughs> I have no that, idea but... how that happened, but thank you. Oh my goodness, I don't. <laughs> you're an incredible human. Like, yeah, you're beautiful. Like, yeah, amazing. So Thanks, I think darling. that... I think yeah. we recently had our 10 year wedding anniversary and I've just been reflecting a bit on like, what? I've been married for 10 years. I never actually thought I would get married. Like when we met, I was kind of like, is this actually possible for me? I'm not even sure. You know, I didn't have the most, I guess, I didn't have the best kind of, I, that, that, that's not true. There was a few relationships around me growing up, like the grandparents, you know, that I had some role modeling, but my immediate families, there was a lot of, um, separation and you know acrimonious divorces and all sorts of things so yeah it's kind of magical yeah it's beautiful it is really yeah I love that that and it's interesting that as good as it is it is it pushes you to your edges that it's uh, oh my gosh yes absolutely how long have you been married Emma I've been married for 23 years that's right. Did you did you recently have some sort of celebration or date? No, or no, that was just yeah. We'd been away to oh, bend okay. along, and we've been doing that since my son was born for nineteen That's years. Right. So. I love bend along <laughs> so much. It's a beautiful yeah. beach south of Sydney. Isn't yeah, it? we special. we love it. Yeah, we love it too. But yeah, twenty three years. So I met him when I was seventeen. So wow. Yeah, we've been through a lot of life together. Um, but I guess because. Yeah, and again, like I have excellent role models. My parents, a very loving relationship, mm. and yeah, so it has. I mean, look, it's not marriage is is definitely something you have to work out all the time, and it ebbs and flows, and yeah. you grow. Like I've grown so much in recent years, and I know my husband is like, you've changed so much. You know, you've got to give <laughs> me a second to catch up with you. <laughs> but you just keep, yeah, if, yeah. I feel like we're like magnets anyway. That we just stuck together <laughs> that's nice be like magnets yeah <laughs> yes so um i want to talk a little bit because i think we've covered off that yeah you have a lot of self-awareness um and have done a lot of inner work over the over the years is, is there anything that else that you could really say about the inner work that you might have done is there anything guess, significant um, maybe just that it sort of feels like i had no uh alternative so like i had so many 
pieces of life just kind of slapped me in the face that I, I got to the point where I was completely desperate and and really on the floor. But I don't think that's the only way to make personal change. I think if you can, if you are able to just feel the signs in the body and hear the call of your intuition and your soul, I guess, to go in certain directions and really cultivate that intuition and that 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 little voice and probably there's a huge opportunity there that we often miss I think in our kind of very rational and practical society you know so and again I would say this is a kind of a feminine approach that is becoming more available to us now and um, not to underestimate the power of that not to underestimate the power of being in flow and Mm allowing yourself to kind of shrink the mental load and move into the body and just start to really follow that sense of purpose and that sense of intuition and and that strong call that we often have that we we sort of try to ignore just out of just because life you know um give yourself the space and time to be there and listen to it and that five minutes in the morning and that five minutes before bed we're in a different space in our brain and in our body. That's often the voice that mm. you want to cultivate. Yeah, that is beautiful. I can truly resonate because I feel that up until I was about 45, I was just on autopilot right. and yeah. not listening to any of that. And mm. I feel like my life just lacked that sort of meaning and that fulfillment in those mm. years. Um, and yeah. since taking the time to listen to my inner voice more then I definitely feel a lot more fulfilled and yeah just seeing life through you know different lens Mm -hmm. which is yeah which is incredible so I think it's definitely worth it isn't it just five minutes yeah yeah well you've offered yourself some compassion and time and space to do it which is amazing really Mm -hmm. so I want to talk a bit a little about balanced living and, and any advice that you might have. So how do you balance pursuing your goals with maintaining your self-worth and your overall well-being? So another tiny question, eh? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I love your questions. They're so expansive. I think I would say I have a little bit of resistance to the word balance because mm. I feel like, and I know it's useful and I get why you're asking it because I think it's important to consider it. But I think we can get caught up in trying to pursue ideas of balance or perfection often because we feel these kind of social or cultural. Yeah, my child's just like yeah. peeking in the door. <laughs> is mummy busy? That's a perfect example, isn't it? Yeah. What is it, darling? He's a perfect example. I'm in the middle of a podcast recording. No, this is my beautiful. This is perfect. What do you need, darling? Can I have a lolly? Yes, you can uh, have one lolly. That's a no good more. time. Great that's time to time. ask, isn't yes. it? When mum's busy. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so so he's a perfect example. So I'm in a meeting right now. I'm recording a live podcast with someone. I've, I've had this booked for how long, Emma? We've been wanting to do this yeah. for years, but yes. we've booked it for months. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of a meeting. I'm in my office. It's school holidays, okay? So one part of maybe the the me that was sort of say 2018 me would have been like go away don't open the door like stressing you know and kind of beholden to the ideal scenario of when you're at work you're at work when you're a mother you're a mother and that kind of compartmentalization and the amount of energy I would have to expend to maintain those boundaries in any meaningful way 
would be massive and the amount of being tough on myself and being tough on my kids that I would have to do in order to maintain those compartments would be kind of damaging actually. So there's a myth of perfection, you know, in our society and this this myth of perfection actually becomes a big block to our own success, fulfilment, self-compassion and our own growth and the growth of our families and the growth of our communities. So when we can become just a little bit less compartmentalized and a little bit less either or and less, you know, black and white, whatever you want to say it, then we actually allow these beautiful things to happen like what we just saw then. So if I am stressed and holding on to an ideal that has been conditioned and it's fair enough if you are, right, then it makes everything harder. So the more you can allow the fuzzy lines and the more you can allow yourself to be compassionate in the moment, okay, my son needs something, your listeners will understand. They're probably mostly women. So, I'm sure everyone's laughing a little bit inside. You know, <laughs> and yes, I am an eth- ethical, healthy woman who, and yes, my children still have lollies from Halloween because we let them have one a day. It's currently, you know, January. So, and the Halloween haul this year, can I just say, was bigger than I've ever seen in my mm. life. And so... So yes, of course, he wants a lolly. He can't understand that I'm busy, so he's going to knock on the door and ask. He's only seven. So I think that's okay. I think that's all right. And I can allow that fuzziness and I can allow that kind of crossing of lines and I can let go of the myth of perfection and even model it to other people because I really believe this is the way forward for us. Mm. And we're all a bit too attached to the way things should be and the way things are supposed to be and the shoulds which basically means anything socio-cultural conditioned or anything that other people are telling you to do, the shoulds are quite unhealthy for us a lot of the time. Yeah. So let yourself trust yourself, trust your own intuition, trust your own guidance. Yes, there's rules in society, but a lot of them are made up and unimportant and outdated. So this myth of perfection and the perfect woman and what it means to be good, a good podcasting guest or whatever we can challenge those little bit by little bit whenever we choose to and I think we actually must I think Mm. we must Mm, that's beautiful so it's about uh allowing flexibility and not being so rigid and uh going with the flow set yourself free a little bit Mm. And, and you know that comes with not being so concerned with the thoughts and feelings of others which by the way you can't change anyway and you mm. never know anyway and a whole huge helping of self-compassion so a lot of my work comes back to self-compassion at the moment yeah yeah i know it's so important definitely all right we're going to talk a little bit about legacy and impact now so probably mm. some more deep, right, deep stuff <laughs> so what impact do you hope to leave on the world particularly in terms of enhancing worth wealth and well-being okay so probably the greatest impact i would like to have is just for my children to feel free and to trust themselves that's probably the biggest and most important um to be able to be themselves to be authentically themselves and that then extrapolates into everyone else as well right so so creating emotional safety creating freedom and authenticity are kind of big driving forces and and community and connection are probably another so these are just core values that i carry into all that i'm doing and there's pieces of those you know we need to feel like we're enough we need to feel empowered to go and do those things we need to be safe first and foremost 
that's why I teach self-defense, you know, like there's a lot of different ways we can get to those big ticket items. But essentially I want, <laughs> it sounds just way too grandiose, but I would really like the world to be able to be a beautiful and safe place for every single person. I just feel like humanity needs a little bit of connectivity and love. So it's, if I had to put it into a few words, it would be moving towards love instead of away from fear. Mm. So if we can start to actually create that, whether it's a love of nature, whether it's a love of different cultures, so that we're not just tolerating each other, we're not just, uh, you know, we actually want to understand the world and we want to nurture the beautiful natural world that we have and we want to be in a space and a place where we can actually live out and answer our special calling i'd really like to facilitate that particularly for women that they can go and do their special magic thing that they've come to be here to do mm. i feel like that's my role is community and facilitation of that kind of empowered purpose-led life well i think you're without a doubt on the path with uh, your <sighs> membership and the speaking Maybe. engagements and the podcast and all of that so i hope so um, i you really definitely, hope so yeah making that ripple effect and so a, and a writing i have to do some writing i've got to say i'm writing a book so that's uh, i'd like to leave that behind maybe yes. in a few books yeah yes yes i'm i'm writing a book to well i have oh, put the pen to paper on the first bit but i'm working through it and it's yeah this is happening very soon so oh, can't wait to see it yeah, same. Um, so that would probably lead into the, the next question is that if you could change one thing over the, about the world overnight, what would it be and why? Oh, I guess it's kind of the same thing, but just compassion. It's just the compassion piece for me. It's if we can be self-compassionate enough, then we can be more compassionate with each other. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the thing I would change. Mm, I think it's so true. I think it... If, yeah, if we are kinder to ourselves and we're going to shop as better versions of ourselves for everyone around us and then it will mm. it will flow on from there. It's not either or, it's both. Mm. That's kind of the mm. simply put. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. This has been yeah, such a beautiful conversation. Is there anything yeah. else that you would like to add or, you know, I, let my audience know about, you know, your membership and anything like yeah, that? Of course, sure. I'll put it all in the show notes, but I'd love you to, to talk a little bit about it. Well, yeah, essentially I have lots of different ways of talking about the small group program that I run. It's called the Soul Mama VIP program. And essentially it's monthly and it's not open all the time, but you can get on the list to find out when it's open. And you'll also then get a copy of the self-compassion playbook. So you can find me either put in my name, elenaturley.com, or you can go to yourspecialmagic.com. That will get you to the same place. And I'm on Instagram, Elena Turley, A-L-E-N-A-T-U-R-L-E-Y. Mm. So, yeah, that's really interesting as well because I know it used to be, was it used to, was it Soul Mama Hub before and now it's? Yeah, that was the blog. So I started a blog 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah, wow. I've just started to wrap it up because I'm podcasting mm -hmm. and working with women and there's just only so much time I have. Yeah. So I'll still be writing, but I've decided to just kind of pause the, the blog. I'm pausing a few things, my, my mm -hmm. free things, because... I'm realizing that in order to do the work I want to do, I actually need to go and do it for real. Mm -hmm. I need to go and actually do the thing. Mm. And that sometimes when we're creating a lot of free content, we're skirting around doing the thing. Yeah. So 
I still do heaps of free content, but I've just decided not to focus so much on that so that I can keep doing this work mm, to make it beautiful. sustainable. You also help women uh, with their brand as well if you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, I have. This is something I've just done actually the soulful purpose stuff carries through mm-hmm. and I've been a personal branding coach for many years but I've just started doing it again and opening up a few little couple of our sessions for people and it's been going really well people love it and I love it so it's so fun yeah so that's small business women but it's all kind of the same stuff it's about showing up as authentically who you are and giving your special magic to the world that's it mm. I love it. It's beautiful. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and yeah, your beautiful ideas about, you know, how you'd like the world to be and how we can show up as better versions of ourselves and have the strongest mindset possible. So I appreciate you and everything you're doing. Thank you, Emma. Thanks for having such a big old hippie on your podcast. I really appreciate it. It's so nice to talk to you. Oh, it always is. It's great. I can't wait to see more of what you're going to bring into the world and urge anyone to go follow along beautiful insights thanks for joining it's a mindset if you found this episode valuable consider sharing it with friends add it to your instagram stories tag me at emma lagalo or simply spread the word follow me on instagram for updates and share your topic suggestions don't forget to subscribe rate and review to help us reach more listeners remember anything is possible when you put your mind to it thanks for listening